This is the Mindfulness and Productivity Systems Podcast with Dr. Serene Sharif. This is a space where we explore how mindfulness, productivity systems, and our thoughts create the magic in our life. I'm here to help and support you if you are struggling with overwhelm and burnout, and you're looking for tools to take control of your time, mind, energy, and productivity. I'm your host, Dr. Serene Sharif, and I am a general surgeon, medical educator, mom to three wonderful children, and wife, which were all instrumental in my journey to be a productivity and burnout coach. I'm excited to share my tools and unique framework to build a community so no one has to go through this alone, empowering each other to find our way out of burnout and overwhelm. We will explore how my mindfulness and productivity systems framework can help you combine the energy of mindfulness with the scientific principles of habit building and your unique systems of productivity. My framework is designed to help you find clarity, design your dream life, and create your transformation. We'll discuss how to overcome limiting beliefs and obstacles that are standing in the way of your dream life, as well as how to create and sustain your new habits in a way that will allow you to finally ditch your willpower and motivation struggles and have more time and energy to live your best life. This is episode number 37. In our last episode, we talked about what it means to get your distracted brain to focus. I hope that you've had a chance to apply some of the tools that we discussed in your life and see what impact it has had on you. Now this week, I'd like to continue the conversation of connecting to our brain and designing what we want our life to look like. My guest today is an expert in this area, and I think you're going to love our discussion and the actionable tips on how to envision the change that we want to see, design what our next step is going to be, and use tools such as mindfulness, habit building, intentional listening to ourselves and to others to help us get to the next level. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so excited to welcome my guest today, Dr. Carolyn Moyers. Dr. Moyers is a board-certified OBGYN, entrepreneur, podcaster, wife, and mom of four. I'm so excited to have her share how the power of women's stories empowering you with education and inspiration to live your best life and how she has designed a life that she loves. Hi, Carolyn. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so excited to have you share a little bit about your story, how you balance being a physician, being an entrepreneur, being a mom, and a little bit about how you discovered that we actually have choices and we can design a life that we love and enjoy the journey and the process as well. So I would love to have you share a little bit of your story, especially if there's been situations situations of burnout and overwhelm? Yeah, sure. So like you said, I am a mom to four. I'm an OB-GYN. And after my first five years of private practice, I found myself just thinking, is this it? Feeling like I was always disappointing either my family or my patients if I chose to leave or stay at the hospital, depending on the scenario in a busy ob mm-hmm. practice. And I took some time with my family. I did just some hospitalist work here and there as needed and really leaned into my family for a couple of years. And as I went back, I was very intentional about how I was going to practice, but isn't as clear as it sounds. It was really 
a couple of years of me looking to everybody else what to do, really trying to figure out what to do and thinking somebody else had the answer. And all I had to do was really look within. And it set me on this self-discovery pattern, doing coaching and counseling and different courses and reading books and listening to podcasts and really diving deep into what was it that made me unique as an OB-GYN. And so I decided to design a practice that I love because if I love going to work, if I love what I'm doing, then that increases the longevity and the joy in which I practice medicine and the joy that I bring to my patients. And it has been so fun to design my own cash-based specialty practice over this last year. That's awesome. You're so right. If we love what we do, then we're not going to dread going to work in the morning. And I really, something else that you said that resonated for me was just feeling like you're disappointing someone. It doesn't matter what choice you made, you were going to disappoint someone. And as working full-time and um, trying to balance all of the things too, you know, that was one of the things that really struck me is it didn't matter what choice I made. I knew that at the end of the day, someone was not going to be happy with me. And at some point it's okay. A lot of times you end up disappointing yourself. You know, you say no to yourself and you think, how is this working out? I'm working my hardest and doing everything possible. And, and I'm either disappointing someone, but beyond that, I'm not saying yes to me. And I think designing and really creating the life that we want, what's magical about it is, first of all, you're not going to make everybody happy and that it doesn't matter, even if you do everything for someone else, but at least this way you're being true to yourself and you're honoring who you are as a human. And I love that. Yes. And I love what you said. It is true that so often it is the individual, the the female physician who is leaving herself behind. We are denying ourselves. We are disappointing ourselves and taking care of everybody else. And if we don't honor those commitments to ourselves, like I remember being on a coaching call and them asking me about my priorities and me fumbling to look through my notebook because I had written (laughs) them down a couple of weeks ago. I realized I'm paying lip service to my priorities, I'm not living them. So how do I take a step back and redesign life so that my health and my fitness and all of these things that I said were a priority actually are? So true. We, some, a lot of times I think we say, okay, this is what's important to us. But if we really want to know what's important to us, all we have to do is look at how we spend our time. Mm, if the things so that true. we say are important, aren't showing up on, in our everyday life, then it's like the ideal that we want, but but we don't want to do the steps that will really put them on our, our calendar. We you know one of the things as we talk about priorities and okay, who are we disappointing? How is this all going to work out? Because ultimately we all have the same amount of time. We have 24 hours in a day, 168 hours in a week. How are we going to spend that? And right. I remember feeling like even when I cut back work and home more, I felt like what that meant was, oh, I had to do everything and be everything to my children. And, and I felt myself getting really frustrated. I'm like, why are these kids? They're not even grateful. Look at all the things that I'm giving up, like to do this for them. And there's that sort of, you're like, okay, you're, you have this deep inside uh, subconscious need that somehow you're even going to get approval or I'm going to get approval from my children. And I remember talking to my coach and just asking, why is this not working out? You know, I'm doing everything and my teenager is still mean to me. I'm I'm done. And, And he said, what would you do if his approval wasn't important? 
Like, what would you do just because you love them and you want to do something? Right. And just do that. Don't do anything for anyone else, but do it because you love it and you want to. And honestly, that one little question to myself, it has changed my parenting so much. I do all the things because I love and I want to. And even if they don't notice it, I still have a fun time with it. You know what I mean? Oh my goodness. Yes. Yes. It just allows you to be present and know you're doing it because you want to do it. Yeah, absolutely. And that's such a great question even to ask ourselves. Like when we're doing something and we feel like this should be better, this should be like whatever your expectation is. But I ask myself if I had no expectation, if I was just doing this because I wanted to, because I loved it, because it's fun, what would that be like? And I try to go with that energy rather than saying, okay, when this is done, like my kids are going to be so proud of me or they're going to be so happy. Because you know what? You cannot control all of that. But what you can control is just your experience and, and feelings in the moment. Yes. I think the only thing that we can control is how we show up, whether that's in our personal life or our professional life. How do we choose to love it? Yeah, so true. Now, I would love for you to share a few of the tools that you've used or strategies that you've used to create that. Because sometimes we want to show up, but then all of these things, we want to show up a certain way. And then all of these things come up and and then you find yourself pulled. There's so many things you want to say yes to, but clearly time is not going to allow all of it. So how, what are some tools that you've used to, to create that, to create that space where you can really show up in exactly the way that you want to? So one of the things that I do is I plan our week every Sunday. I do my best to map out for the month and for the week, what we have going on and my stuff, the things that I love and the things that I know that I want to do on the calendar first. And then anything else that present, if it's not a hell yes, then I'm not doing it because we do have such limited time and I have many children and I am (laughs) building a business and I have a husband that I'd like to stay married to. All of that takes time and energy and I I can't do everything and be everything to everybody. And I think that's a harder lesson for women, Mm -hmm. I think. And then as a physician, like for me, that was really hard thinking through, I'm an OB-GYN and I have to do all of this and everybody has to like me. And yes, and just really coming to grips with, I can design a practice that I love and offer services that I love and the right people will find me. I don't Mm -hmm. have to be everybody's doctor. I can refer to my fabulous colleagues who love doing that stuff Mm -hmm. and it'll be just fine. And it has run true that those that the right patients are attracted to our practice and are finding us and the joy and excitement that myself and my nurse have about the practice. We're spreading the word in the community. I don't know how many referrals I've gotten just from her at her orange theory class telling others <laughs> practice. That's amazing. And like that, honestly, loving and excited, passionate energy is so important. Yes, absolutely. It makes such a difference. Just think about if you're out shopping and you're in a retail store and somebody provides you excellent service and is enthusiastic and excited about the merchandise. It's a totally different feel than we've all had that Mm -hmm. the other end of that experience where somebody is obviously not happy to be at their job. I think that it does make a big difference, but recognizing that and owning it are two different things. Actually taking steps in that direction. It's terrifying to step out on your own, to do something outside of the box that that the Mm -hmm. rest of your colleagues aren't, especially when they said, Hey, come join our group. It feels intuitive. I think that overall, if we are really true to that inner voice and to our authentic self, that we 
find the power within. And I think that has been a really hard lesson for me. And that's why I'm so passionate now about helping women physicians find that path themselves, because it's so empowering to know that you have choices, that Mm -hmm. you are not stuck. There are a buffet of options before you, but we just have to be curious enough to investigate and decide what it is we really want to do. Oh my goodness. I love that you said that. And just this week alone, I have talked to, and it's only Tuesday, I just realized it, but um, um, I have talked to a handful of women physicians who have said, I'm miserable where I am. I am not happy where I am. And I want to do something different. There's nothing out there. Like I have no choice. This is all I can do. And that honestly, that's a thought. And I know it sounds like, oh, of course it's easy for you to say, but I, I have truly lived it. I lived in that space of this is it. This is all I can do. The only thing I can do is this and feeling like I had no choice to hitting that rock bottom and saying, okay, you know what? Even if this is my only choice, like I I still can't do it. I'm done. And this is, I have to draw the line for my own mental health, for my family, like all of that. And then when I've cut all ties and said, okay, I have no idea. Then realizing, like you said, there's a buffet of choices. There are always choices to stay and be in a place where you're, yes, you're scared of what's out there, but to stay somewhere where you're miserable, that is a choice. And sometimes there are things going on that you feel like, you know what? Yes, this is really right now. This is where I need to be. But I think the truth that we always need to tell ourselves is that's a choice because there are definitely other choices out there. And maybe in clinical medicine, maybe it's in private practice, starting your own, starting your own practice. Maybe it's doing locums and looking at what are the needs that other hospitals have? Because right now there's a lot of need for locums and there's a lot of need for physicians at different places where you might just do a weekend or a week or whatever, but maybe it's not any of that. Maybe it isn't teaching. Maybe it isn't pharmaceuticals. Maybe it's an administration. We always think we have no choice, but don't forget how incredibly educated you are and what a big heart you have. And with that, you can do anything. It doesn't even have to be in medicine. And just a reminder that we could really do anything that we want to. And when you're in that space of that like dream big, What's coming up? What do you want to do? I think that we really have to come back to our, what is your intention? What is it that you want or need out of your career? If anything, where are you? And then make decisions that manifest your intention. Your dreams require decisions (laughs) and your decisions require commitment, right? So how Mm -hmm. committed are you to that? The decisions are your intentions with legs. Sometimes I've heard people say, if it was meant to be easy, I don't know, to be human, there's some places where it's easy, but a lot of times there's stuff that I don't know is easy. Like being a mom is not easy, but it's totally worthwhile. Cooking something, anything you do, like there is the easy part of it and there's a hard part of it. And absolutely. And I think anybody who has done something different, whether it's changing Mm -hmm. a job or moving states or opening your own business, like there's a roller coaster of emotions there, but you have to come back to what is my intention? Is it to have more quality time with my family? Is it to 
have more time for my own physical health. What are those intentions? And if we come back to those, then we know where we need to double down. Yeah. And I I would love for you to share too, as we're going down this journey of designing, you know, your dream life and really exploring what it means to find your authentic voice. What are some of the common limiting beliefs or like struggles that your clients have shared with you? I'm sure it's very common across spectrum, right? To give our listeners an acknowledgement that what they're feeling too is, is totally normal and limiting beliefs. We think it's real, but it's really just a belief. It's not true. Right. It generally is not true. There's always a way. So feeling I don't have any options. I can't afford that. I'm not good at that. I'm not good at that. I will tell you whenever I started, I have a long journey from starting at Pinnacle Conference in 2019 to Mm -hmm. this course after this course. But when I was doing my Empowering Women Physician program last winter, just mind boggling to me, the eye-opening encounter I had with Sunny Smith when she says, that's a limiting belief. And I'm thinking, how in the world is that a limiting belief. I have got to work by 24 hour shifts as an OB hospitalist, or I can't pay my bills. Uh, That's where I was two years ago. And now I own my own practice and I've let go of the hospital. So it is absolutely a limiting belief. And I've had other physician moms who may be the primary earner for their family who are concerned mm-hmm. and don't think that they can make it work. And they want to come and talk to me because, oh, here's somebody who has figured out how to make it work. So how could that be possible in my life? And I'm sure in your journey as well, and as you help others do this, what are some key mindset shifts that has helped you push through your limiting beliefs? Key mindset shifts. I think knowing that I am the solution, that is a big one. And also really questioning the, you know, that, that little enemy voice, that's my shoulder, that negative Nelly, who's speaking to me the way I would never allow anyone to speak to my child is, is just really monitoring that. So I journal every day and I bring myself back to the fact that, that I am the solution and that I have options and that I can figure this out. As physicians, we have done something that a small percentage of individuals are able to accomplish. So we have the capacity to figure it out, whatever that is. And it's okay if it's taking a step back and working less or getting out of medicine. That's okay too. Whatever your journey looks like, I think just being authentic to where you are at whatever season you're at in life is what's... Yeah. Oh, I love it. That, And it's so empowering to really even think that because a lot of times we feel like we are stuck or we're overwhelmed or where we don't have choices and the answer is all out there, but to remind ourselves to love on ourselves and say that the solution is actually within us and that we can figure it out. Yes. Yes, absolutely. What about as you've worked through and and designed and supported others and, and all of the things, where do you find time for yourself? Because I think that's an area also that as women physicians, we struggle with. I have actually started putting on my calendar, like chunks of time that says rest where I don't have to do anything or be anything to anybody. Because if I used to do like, just leave a blank and my brain somehow took that to mean, Oh, Serene, that's actually empty time. You can do stuff with it. And, but now it's blocked off as rest and I can't schedule anything else. It has really started. It has really been a helpful change for me, but yeah, I always, I love asking others, like, how do you find time for yourself? Where do you, what are some strategies that you've used to, to design and create that time? 
That's a great question because even this morning when I left the house and I'm the only one who hadn't eaten breakfast or taken food, at least that I'd prepped. Why did I do this to myself? Yeah. So I love the idea of putting it on the calendar, putting your me time on the calendar. Yeah. So what I do is I keep a date with myself, whether it's for my workout or whatever, but I make sure that I schedule that time into my week. And sometimes I just sneak away for a massage or to go to the infrared sauna or something to just decrease, decrease stress. And then also I just let my husband know what I need and you're going to have the kids for these two hours and this is my time. So asking for what we need is one of the big things that I think we have to start doing more of. Absolutely. That sounds amazing. And we, I agree, we're, we're not very good at asking for help or even sometimes accepting help when people offer. So I think yes. that's, that's really something very loving to do for ourselves. I love that. And what are, this is the other topic, right? That we, I get asked a lot of as far as self-care what does that even mean? I do, people talk about, they think that like a massage or a nap, like they're, they're trying to figure out where all the self-care fall into. But you mentioned so many more and, and I love that expansion. It could be working out. It could be going to the infrared sauna. It could be the other day we were, I was talking to someone and we talked about like setting up doctor's visit, like getting a mammogram done and talking yes. to your friends, social connection. Yes. There's so many different ways that we can take care of ourselves. And it's, it's not going to look the same for everyone. Obviously what's important and what nourishes you would be different for me and different for someone else. So not even yes. looking at, well, what is someone else doing for self-care, but looking at what do you, what fills your cup, what nourishes you and how do you do more of that? Yes. Yes. I love that. So sometimes on Mondays, I will take myself to lunch, especially <laughs> after a long weekend, because I've been serving everyone else. And mm. I feel loved and nourished when somebody's going to bring me my hot deal. Yes, absolutely. I love that. It could be as simple as that or lunch with girlfriends where you can mm -hmm. just laugh and be silly and not have any other children hanging on you or responsible for anyone else. Absolutely. Sometimes, yeah, just eating without feeling, okay, I I've got it. My youngest is still young enough. Sometimes I have to cut a few things for her or it's too spicy. It's not spicy enough. There's right. always these things. And I love sitting down. There's no sound, like just quiet and yes. there's no one to serve. It's just me. Yes. Yes. I <laughs> yeah. agree. And a lot of times you don't even think of that as self-care, but it is. And for anyone listening, thinking, well, how else do I care for myself? How else do I nourish? Just ask, what is it that you want? Maybe it's, maybe it is a meal with, with a book and no sound, or, or maybe it's going for a walk, or maybe it is that like, when was the last time that you actually meal prepped for yourself instead of meal prepping for everyone else in the house? Yes. Yes. hundred percent. So if there are any women who are struggling with that and wanting to find their authenticity, courage, and empowerment, there is a new conference that is open for enrollment as of yesterday called Authenticity, Courage, and Empowerment Conference for Women Physicians that's happening in San Antonio, Texas this coming spring in April. That sounds amazing. And I, I know some of the people organizing it too, and it, I'm sure it's going to be amazing. So I'm excited. Yes, absolutely. I have one more question. And then we'll start yeah. to wrap up, but I would love for you to share a little bit on, as we were talking earlier, like definitely it, it feels nice to think, okay, you designed this life and you implement it and it's great and everything goes. But one of the things that I've definitely realized is I have been going through pivot points and, and just going through that journey of finding what we love and, and exploring our authentic voices. There's always these bumps and you think, wow, I just Absolutely. had to figure it figured out, right? Figure it out. And then this happens. And so I would love 
love for you to just share a little bit. And also I wanted us to talk about it because this is something that I hear from others that I was doing really well until I hit that bump. And then there was like all these things that went wrong. And mm-hmm. just to say, you know what? We all have been there, have gone through it and still some, we'd still go through it, that it is completely normal and it is part of life by design. Human existence. <laughs> Human existence. This is what it is. But let's talk about some strategies where when that happens, how do you create the space to experience that human emotions and be there? And then how do you pivot to get to that next? Oh, I think this is so important because we expect that it should be easy and Mm -hmm. and there's nothing easy about it, right? Authentic Mm -hmm. work, that's the hard work. But on the other end is the currency, that's the currency of your success, your life. I think that allowing yourself time to go feed truly Mm -hmm. just like toddlers don't have a clock on their feelings, right? Mm -hmm. Allow yourself to feel those feelings, allow yourself to be hurt, to be disappointed, to be embarrassed, whatever it is, and set a timer. And when you arrive, like we're going to make decisions because in order to move forward, we have to make decisions. Not making a decision is a decision. Not making a decision is a luxury. So where do you want to go from here? I think that really regrouping and saying, okay, what's my intention again? Okay. Maybe when things get challenging that you double down on your intention versus Mm -hmm. shifting and pivoting and starting all over again. It just depends on where you are. I think just being curious with the process. What is the lesson that I'm learning Mm -hmm. from these challenges? How can I pivot? How can I create processes for the common challenges that arise that you hit frequently? Like, how do I address that? What's my standard line? I think there are ways for us to work through that so that we can move forward because there are definitely going to be disappointments. Yeah. And and actually that's, I think I used to think that there was something wrong when that happened, but I love what you said. It's just, it is just part of the journey. And one of my mentors, he has a a phrase that I love so much. I actually have it written down and up on my board because I I do the same thing when something doesn't go like the way that I think it's going to, I'm like, Oh my God, this is so hard. It's just not working out. This is not meant to be blah, blah, blah. Catastrophize it. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. It is definitely becomes this big catastrophe in our mind, but he says, I will either get the results that I wanted or the lesson that I needed. And I love it so much. So when things now don't go my way and honestly, 50% of the time, that's just how it's going to be. When it doesn't go exactly how I think it is, I just wonder and being curious and just asking myself with compassion for being where I am experiencing all of the disappointment or the frustration or the annoyance or whatever it may be and thinking, what is, what is it that I'm learning? What, yes. what is the wisdom that I'm yes. connecting to here that will help me get to the next step? Because the only way that we're going to truly fail is to get stuck in that moment of things not going our ways, being feeling stuck and say, okay, I'm stuck. This is it. It's over. What if we took the wisdom from that moment and said, okay, I get it now. Maybe this is not exactly how it's meant to be. What can I learn? How do I move forward? What is one thing that I know? Because a lot of times what I hear from even my clients is I just don't know what to do. What if I don't know the answer? And, and I always invite them to be curious and say, it's okay not to know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know most of what I'm supposed to do, but what I do is I just say, what is the one thing that I know? What is something that I could act on? And when I do that next thing, that next step, even if I have, even if it's a fog beyond that, but taking that next step will get me closer to the next step and the next step. And suddenly the fog's lifted and I know exactly what. Yes. Yes. I think to stop fighting with what is to stop fighting with reality and just go fetal, not to rush your emotions, to acknowledge them and 
to create a space to be present and to be curious, right? Why am I feeling this way? Just if we can get ourselves to a neutral place to feel those feelings instead of judging ourselves, then we can choose the highest interpretation of what's going on. Yeah. Oh, it's so true. And I think our judge is honestly, we judge ourselves and in return others and the circumstances too. But I think how we judge ourselves keeps us stuck more than any other expression. Really. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And and if we just said, okay, what if it's okay? Sometimes I'm like, okay, that was a total flop. How did I like what happened? And the old me would be like, oh, Serene, you just, you just, you don't know what you're doing. And all of the things would come out. All of the limiting beliefs we talked about. I I don't know how to do this. Maybe other people do. And all of the things come out. But, but like you said earlier, we would never let anyone talk to our child that way. Why would we talk to ourselves that way? How can we, yeah. And how how can we talk to ourselves with that same love and compassion and belief that we have in our children or those that we love without unconditionally? Yes. Yes. So just be curious and don't judge yourself so hard. Make decisions. Just do the next thing and yes. the world will truly open up. So I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you for sharing. And if any of our listeners wanted to get in touch with you and know more about you, where would they find your information? Yes, they can find me on my website at drkellenmoyers.com and on Instagram at drkellenmoyers.com. And my practice is Sky Women's Health. And we're on Instagram and Facebook. And our website is named skywomenshealth.com. Awesome. I will include that information in the show notes as well. So everyone will have a chance to connect with you and get to know you more. Thank you so much. I really appreciate the time that you've spent with us and all the wisdom that you've shared today. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. Such a pleasure. For my listeners, if there are any topics that you want to hear more, please drop a comment below. I would be happy to add those to our weekly content. For all those listening, thank you for joining us today. If you found this valuable, please like, subscribe, leave a review on iTunes and share it with a friend or two. I would so appreciate that. I would love to hear from you. If you have a story to share about burnout or overwhelm, please reach out to me so we can continue to build this community so no one has to go through burnout and overwhelm alone. You can reach out to me at my website, serenitywellnessmd.com or Mindfulness and Productivity Systems Facebook page or at Serenity Wellness MD on Instagram. The content of this podcast is not meant to be medical advice. Tune in for the next episode coming to you every Thursday morning. Goodbye for now.